Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. I still have this notebook where I've got, it's very juvenile, but I was 12, list of guys that I like, and he's on that list. You're gonna think I'm a stalker, but I said, this was honestly written about you before I met you. And then he said to me, well, what kind of car are you buying? Like, that's quite a lot of money. Um, and I was like, I'm buying a Porsche. It's just like seeing her just light up the room. Like the mum was in tears. She's like, I've, you know, I've never seen her so happy and the things you've picked, I never would have picked. And style's one of those pillars. So you've got strategy, stationary, um, social media, spotlight, and then you've got speaking. And then standout is the final piece. Um, lady that just signed with me, we had our first session this week. She's just got back from the Antarctica and um, she's a conservation scientist. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Dan. Good evening. Is it good evening or good day? Good evening, good afternoon. Good day, good morning. I have no idea sometimes. Um, You know, even though people can't see you, I'd like to say I like your talk. I'm going to... It's actually very ironic is it? with our guest today, but I'm going through like a whole style revolution. Aren't you? Ooh, like, I like that. Is. Yeah, it's a, it, that. That's a bit of a nice roll into introducing our guest today. For sure, for sure. We have the amazing Kelly Lundberg in our studio today. Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Welcome, what a fab welcome. setup it's so you cool. have I'm here. so excited because you're a fellow podcaster. Yes. Is that what we call it? Yeah, a fellow podcaster. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. How does it feel to be on the other side? I am... Way less. It was much more relaxed because I'm not like thinking about what question is coming next. And, know, it's yeah. like a bit of pressure for us now. Though. It's like, we're, 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 we're dealing with a pro, dad. Yeah. No, but welcome. It's so good to have you here. Thank so you. So good. And I remember the first time we met like so many years ago and it's so nice to see the full circle of it's just, a, you know, people still in Dubai. Yeah, for sure. Especially though, with the challenges over the last few years, a lot of people left. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. And Dubai changes really quickly. Yeah, it does. So you always go through cycles of people coming and going. And but like, you've back been in here. the day, like people would be here two years, five years max and they were gone. Yeah. Now people are staying. Like well, yeah, between like for us. me, fifteen years. Well, how think, long did you say you were going to come for? Like it was six months originally, then a year, and then it was two years. Oh, wow. then it was three. Okay. Then it was five, and it's like fifteen mm-hmm. years ago. About a year. I was, was going to do a year or two max. Yeah. yeah I was. I was, I was on my way be... back to Oz. Still yeah. working on it. Fourteen <laughs> years later, was. <laughs> I was because I was living in London, right? And I'm okay. like, I need to get closer to home because it was twenty four hours door to door from London to Melbourne. Okay. And I'm like, that's a little bit too far to be in case something happens. But I wasn't quite ready to go home yet, so I'm like, oh, you know, halfway, works. Kind of. halfway, yeah, Dubai works. Halfway, Dubai works. I chat to mum. She's like, so coming home any time? Nah. I'm like, working on it, working yeah. on it. But Kelly, you've been here for. 20 years. You went to school here, right? (laughs) Born here, raised here. There we go. (laughs) I'm just going with that line because people kind of look at me when I talk about all the things that I've done. And then they're like, and how old are you? And I'm like, yeah, we'll just leave that out. But yeah, 20 years. Amazing, because how did you get here? What's that story? Um, so I, I started in Edinburgh. I won't okay. go back that far, but yeah, um, yeah it's I a was, beautiful city, by the it way. It really is, but yeah. it rains a lot. It does rain. It's very grey, and it's and it's very cold. Yeah, <laughs> and I had been working for four years as a holiday rep, so I left. I left Scotland at eighteen and okay. kind of came back. So it's maybe three and a half years. Can you name and the company? I don't think they're still existing anymore. Okay. Direct holidays. It ah, was. I remember um, that. 
You, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yellow and blue? I think I went on a couple of direct holidays with the family. <laughs> You're probably the holiday rep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I did that for four summer seasons. Yeah. And then was like, oh, my friends had just finished university and, you know, they're all getting proper jobs. And I was like, oh, maybe, do you know what? It's time I go back home and get a proper job. Mm. So it was 21 and I was in the job centre. And I remember at the time in the job centre in the UK, they had gone from being white cards yep. to being electronic. Okay. Where you could like, like tap a button and it would give you the option and I know I was supposed to be looking for a job in Edinburgh serious job but I was like what happens if I press worldwide clearly I'd got itchy feet again and this job interview uh, this job ads came up for Emirates but I didn't know it was Emirates at the time and it just said based in Dubai and it was 60 hours what did they say Uh, what is 60 to 80 hours a week I was like, it's quite a lot, but coming mm. from repping, that was yeah. pretty much the yeah. hours we worked. So I remember I took the piece of paper home and I said to my mum, where's Dubai? And I'll never forget her words. She said to me, oh, it's this new city. It's like really up and coming. She'd been reading about it in the um, the business uh, newspapers and stuff. Yeah. And she said, I think it would be really an amazing opportunity. And as a family, we, mom. I know. And yeah. as a family, we had gone very strangely to Bahrain in 1990. So mum had said... Are you serious? Yeah. I have like, family in Bahrain. Well, my, my family took like, us on a family holiday. Like, who no, does Bahrain. that? Yes. Listen, in in August. Listen, wow. don't mock Bahrain. Pain. Bahrain is awesome. Yeah, but in August with the heat as a family painful. holiday, you're like, what? My mum liked to give us different experiences. That Sexual was for life, which is good. Hey, to be fair, back in the day, Bahrain was the hub in the Middle True East. Story, because, because Gulf Air yeah. you know, was the... It was, it was one of the top airline. airlines. Yeah, yeah it was. So she said, no, it's going to be the next up and coming. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to. This was what I'd said. I don't really know if I want to serve tea and coffee in the sky and she was like go and do it it will be the stepping stone to the next big thing Wow! and I was like okay do you know what and I absolutely loved the job like I have to say mm. I just spoke at a school a couple of weeks ago and the the sort of the school leavers were asking about you know career as, as crew and I said you know for anyone at 21 who's maybe not quite sure what they want to do with themselves travel see the world yeah, yeah. and people. get paid for it completely and that was really where the foundations to the the business came um so i did it for two and a half years loved it traveled the world i made the most of every 10 percent ticket um that was going i went to hawaii i went holiday everywhere on my own mm. i never wanted to be one of those people that was like no i'm just going back to see my family and like what, I, what was the drive for that you just wanted to to see different things yeah and i think also I, maybe the mindset at the time and I remember the last trip I ever did I was like right pick the furthest place in the world that you probably will never be able to afford mm. to go back to and I remember I picked Hawaii was the wow. last trip I did because I got there for 600 dirhams no way you know I'm from Scotland because I always thought yeah, well, if course. I'm going to finish who goes to unless you're going maybe on a honeymoon yeah. mm. this will be a place I'll never get to go um, and I was a bit obsessed at the time with do you remember Jack Johnson yes no who's that <laughs> He did the, yeah, yeah. He he was a surfer and I I was obsessed with his music. Great music. (laughs) Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he was. Something about him. It was, was you know what, if I play you a song, you'd know him. Banana Pancakes, wasn't that one of his songs? Sing it for me, Kelly. No, that would be a terrible, (laughs) that's a different podcast. (laughs) People will be really alarmed. There's one thing that my friends do make fun of me, is my lack of um, singing capabilities. Okay, we'll have to test that one day. Yeah, no, it's, it's really bad. But there's so, been some really incredible experience, like you said, traveling. Like, where was your favourite destination? Oh, apart from hold Hawaii? on, I want to hear the rest of the Jack oh, God, Johnson sorry. story. Oh, yeah, so oh, yeah sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, moving on. But that was the whole point. I was like, I picked Hawaii. I really wanted to go to Pearl Harbor as oh, well. Wow, yeah. um, I I was obsessed with the whole kind of movie, how this happened. And then it made me do all my research into it. And it was probably one of the most moving places I've been to on a trip. It was incredible. Why was it um, so moving? 
I think it was just knowing, I think then you know the back end of the story, how Pearl Harbor actually happened, yeah. you know? And I think that, you know, so many people were killed, but how did they miss it? You know, with all, and how they put all the ships there and no one saw that coming and yeah. just, it was, yeah. it was like a split second. Yeah. It was such a massive moment yeah. in history. It was a turning point. Yeah. But there, there were wow. so many misses along the way. Isn't, isn't that right? It should have been caught. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. It, I think that's the story behind it. I don't know enough, but it should have been caught and it didn't. And then it just kabooey. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so many places. We did the Seychelles. Um, my mum actually, the, the person that I actually Holly did a lot with was my mum and her husband, my stepdad, um, because they were the ones that had the time and could afford to go on it. And I just tagged along because I had staff tickets. And we went to the Seychelles, I think maybe... Oh, 20 years ago. And I mean, there was... Wow, it was non-existent. Yeah. Then before, yeah. you know, tourism really yeah, took it off. Was, like, there was... We, uh, no, and my mum did self-catering. Goes self-catering to the Seychelles. Like catching <laughs> your own fish. Totally. <laughs> nothing else. No, and, and there were... And I remember we went to the shoot, to, to the um, supermarket and there was... My mum tells the story better, but it was like there was black shoe polish or there was cheese that was about six months out of date. Like, That's the other selection. So my mum was going for a week and I was there for four days and we had known to bring all the wine in and mum had been, she'd found eggs in one of the supermarkets. We'd literally eaten eggs for four the days and we had drank all the wine that we'd brought with us and their stuff for the, the rest of it. They changed their flights and came home. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't quite the holiday they expected. <laughs> no, but it was so rustic. You know, yeah. it was it was beautiful. And Seychelles is my favourite place. It is beautiful. It's yeah. where I want to go back and get married. And um, yeah, it's it holds so many beautiful memories. I've been back a couple of times. Since. Well, on that note, I believe you got recently engaged. I did. Oh, yes, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, Graham and I actually went to school together. I was going to no say because there was a story on social media that I saw. I think yeah, you guys knew each other previously, yeah. and then kind of like had a different life, and yeah. then came back together. Absolutely. Okay, I need to Hold know on. this. Uh, we need to, <laughs> yeah, we need to know this. Of course. So um, Graham and I went to school. So I've known him since I was 12. And I fancied him pretty much the whole way out school. So much so that I actually found I still have this notebook where I've got, it's very juvenile, but I was 12, list of guys that I like. And he's on that at list. At the top. Yeah. Um, well, he laughs because he said he was number five. Oh. But he, but I, at least he made top five. No, no, no. But I had written in brackets. I love the thought process of it in no particular order. Okay, of course. Oh, yes. Caveat. And Just he in says, case. you went and added that as an adult I was like I definitely did not but yeah we we um we never got together and I never really I don't think made my feelings known and he certainly didn't like he, he was very quiet at school and then school so prom. you were in the same year yeah he was in my math class Aww. and um at school prom I remember I wanted to get a picture with him because I was like one day I'm going to show my children who my high school crush was and I wanted a picture with him which is why that keeps circulating on social media because okay. I actually went back and I found it but um we kissed that night so that was our first kiss okay and it was amazing like it was so magical but I was like isn't that just because you're 17 or isn't mm. every kiss like this and um I never saw him for 21 years and did you lose connection? Yeah, I think it was just, I, I took a job repping and yeah. life just, just didn't happen. Yeah. And then um, I moved overseas, like maybe six months after school prom. Mm. And then we just had two very different lives. And then I was back home four years ago and um, mum again was like, right, it's about time you meet someone. Um, and then um, she said, I think you should go on Bumble. And I was like, I'm not going on Bumble. And she's like, well, do it here. It'll be really fun. And I was I like, love that your mum was like getting involved. Oh no, totally. So she said, I'll pick all your pictures and I'll, I'll manage it for you oh bless her yeah we no she went like she went all agent. out yeah totally a bumble agent 
So we sat and had um, a few glasses in the afternoon. <laughs> Made it a social event. Totally. Um, nice bottle. And we swiped. And um, I, we, and I swiped on, or we swiped and then swiped on Graham. And I was like, oh my God, that's G who I went to school with. I kissed him at school prom. And she's like, okay. And I was like, right, okay, you can speak to anyone else. Exactly. I'm only going to speak to him. And she was like, oh, okay. And mum basically then had all these conversations with all these guys about from me on my behalf. Like, it was hilarious to the point that like a couple of weeks later, I'd, it was on all, um, I remember the app was on my um, iPads because I had an Android at the time. So the app yeah. for Bumble was only on um, iPhone. And say it was two weeks after our first and she's been chatting away to all these guys. And then I pick up in the thread and I'm looking back and it, she's like, she's answers like to this, there was this pilot and it was, um, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I've travelled and I've been here, you know, I used to be cabin crew, all this kind of stuff, like full on, like as if it was me. So I start chatting back to him and he goes to me, are you all right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you know, as funny as you were last week. <laughs> you preferred your mum? <laughs> He preferred my mum's banter over me. But I was like totally hooked on on G. So there was no... So, um, hold on. I've got a question. Uh, we've got to go back. So you, <laughs> you swipe right on him. Yeah. Connect. What's the first thing? I've got one question before that. Yeah. When you swipe right, did you have that similar feeling you had in high school? Well, I was so excited. Okay. Yeah, I was so excited. And I remember I went out with my friend um, that night who I went to high school with. And I said, you know what we've just done? Mum and I have gone on Bumble and I've just swiped on Graham. And she's like, no way. And I'd always asked her like sporadically over the last sort of 20 years, you know, how is Graham? Graham? And, you know, kind of fill me in on sort of people from school and stuff. So she'd always sort of give me a little bit of backstory. But yeah, they'd never, he'd never met anyone as in never got married or anything like that. So So why not reach out to him sooner? I guess it just, well, I had never, my head wasn't in the sort of the UK space. So he gets this message and he's like, wow, you're the last person I thought I would see on Bumble. Have you moved back to Edinburgh? And I was like, oh no. And then I said, oh no, I'm with my mum. We're we're on Bumble. And he was like, oh, so did you swipe on me or your (laughs) mum? And I was like, well, technically me, but, um, and he's like, okay, Mum's involvement. Yeah. And he's like, as long as we get that sorted. Um, So we quickly, and I was friends with him on Facebook. And so then we moved Bumble to Facebook. And then I was like, should we just move to WhatsApp? Yeah. And um, we we got a date so we, we only had one date that he could meet he was traveling a lot um and I said well, listen my best friend's in town she's flying over from Ireland I said what I'll do is she needs to go and get her nails done and stuff we've got an hour yeah, and let's then do it. if you want to stay out with us she can do and then we did, out. yeah we, we did a day so we did an hour um we met in the Harvey Nichols rooftop bar it was a okay. beautiful day he walks in well, so he, or you walk No, in. he met me outside Harvey Nichols. I and. was shaken, like totally shaken. Um, and I remember he was so tall. I was like, I don't remember you being so tall in school. Last time you saw him was like 17. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I had to, I was wearing um, sneakers. I had to like, you know, give him two kisses on the cheek and I was like reaching up and he was so muscly. He's really muscly. And I was like, wow. And, and I think he was nervous as well. Um, and I had said to him, well, listen, before we go for a drink, he'd said he was going to Ibiza next week and he's like really struggles to find sunglasses. And I was like, hey, I'll help you find sunglasses. Totally Happen- not awkward. Happens to be quite good at this. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen this guy in 21 years and I don't know his boundaries, nothing. And I'm like, yeah, let's go sunglass shopping. After five minutes, we ditched it and then went up for a drink. And then, yeah, we, we stayed for an hour and I said, my friend came back and I said, do you want to stay out with us? And I tell you, going on a date, first date with your best friend is brilliant because she asked 
him everything. <laughs> oh yeah, like everything. And I was like, you don't have to answer that. And he's like, no, I'm an open book. Don't worry. And she's going all for it. And I'm like... And if you can survive that, then date two is going to be like pretty special. Yeah, well, date two ended up being in Dubai. <gasps> so then, so she, and she kept going to the bathroom. And every time she came down, she's like, you kissed him yet? Oh, bless like, What a damn good way Totally. And I was like, no, but we're in a, like we were in a bar. And I was like, I can't kiss him here. You know, totally Dubai head. Yeah, of course. Forgetting and, that there's like a, a liberal world outside. And she's like, of course you can. Get on with it. And then, and then she off she trots to the bathroom again. And then, and then we kissed. Oh my God, the butterflies. Like back like when I was 17. Yeah. Do you believe in the universe and fae and things happening for Conspiring. a reason? Conspiring. Yeah. And I, yeah, maybe because the actual story connection gets um, more connected. His mum was best friends with my auntie at school. I mean, it, there's so many things that are wow. connected that was, I feel like there were so many other times that we should have um, have got together or, or been connected you know maybe the time wouldn't have worked. Right. oh yeah. yeah he knows my stepsisters and he knows my stepsisters let me see if i can get this right because his auntie is married to no i think i'll get this confused his auntie's married to um my stepdad's ex-wife brother i'm okay. that I'm going to have to listen to this and remember yeah, what yeah. that is. Hang on a minute. Oh, so my brain's not working. He no, he's growing up with my stepsisters. Like it's, Those it's, connections. Yeah, really weird. It's really interesting how kind of like fate does its thing and yeah. you you eventually meet the person you're supposed to meet, yeah. essentially. But it was the right timing because we'd never have been right when we were 17. Like it yeah. would never have been right. And I remember he said goodbye. He said goodbye to me and he got and he said, when am I going to see you again? And I said, well, you're going to have to come to Dubai. And he was like, okay, message me in the morning and give me I a mean, date. That's a very difficult choice to make. Yeah, and, and, and in the morning, so there was like my best friend, my mom, and we're like, right, how early is early to say like, should we give him two weeks? Should we say a month? Like eight weeks? You know, it was, so we're sitting there, I sent um, a message back and within the two hours he booked his flight. Nice, yeah. he's obviously keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... Uh, and the rest is history. Kind of. Are, yeah, and then, and then got engaged. So. Nice. When's the wedding? So I haven't got a date and he's out next week. So we're going to finalise Still everything. based in the UK? Yes. So that okay. that's transition, I think, will yeah. end up happening. It's, it's been long distance for a while. COVID was tough. We had two, yeah. five months stints apart. Because um, nobody could travel. No. but um, it be difficult for a relationship. It was, but I think we... But it made it stronger, right? And we've got amazing communication. Like That's mm. the one thing that I know. I feel connected to him, mm. 3,000 was 3,000 miles, whatever, yeah. away. But um, I know when I don't feel connected and I'll say this is something that doesn't feel right mm. and then we talk about it and it's mm. and it's sorted. So it's so, so good. Because what's the whole universe thing? When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Well, here's the thing. So I, interestingly, why Seychelles comes back into it. I was on holiday in the Seychelles and I was ready to meet someone. So before the Bumble, it was yeah. April and I was writing my desire statement. So your desire statement is um, a future um, statement you write as if it's already happened yeah. and it's six months in advance. So I had written, you know, things about my business, that this has happened and I'm so happy that I've met, you know, and I wrote this whole paragraph about my future partner and I described him and I wrote down this statement and didn't think anything of it so that was the April in the Seychelles then this was like the June or July when I was back um we did the bumble date and he told me in the bar at the end of the night the three words that was on my desire statement no and I didn't put two and two together I've got goose pimples now because when I came home I was reading my desire statement and then I was like oh my god like that is what he said to me. And then I said, I took a picture and sent it to him. I was like, I'm just sharing this with you now because I think you're going to think I'm a stalker yeah. that I've I've written this. But I said, this was honestly written about you before I met you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. 
And also, yeah, it just goes back to the whole thing about fate and universe yeah. and it's supposed to happen. Yeah. See, we talked about getting emotional in the, in the podcast. <laughs> I love your tears soon. So the wedding um, is going to be the two of us in the Seychelles because it is my favourite destination. And I think the manifestation happened mm-hmm. there too. And then we're going to do a big party. So my best friend has a castle in Scotland. Happy so days. we're going to go back and do something that's very us. Yeah. It'll be a daytime event because we don't really like going out after nine o'clock. So it'll be like... <laughs> Daytime, like <laughs> everyone can leave by ten. Thanks. Um, yeah, so that's the plan. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you mentioned business a few times in there because you transitioned from mm. cabin crew into something completely different. Yeah. Um, when I was flying, I used to chat a lot to passengers, and whenever that they would arrive in Dubai, I'd be like, "So do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're shopping? Like, go so here." Part of the job. Totally. Yeah. And I, in, in those days, Emirates used to have the nicest um, stationery mm. with the the gold leaf lettering in business class. So I would always write places for them to go and give it to them. I remember thinking, oh my God, it'd be so good if I could get paid to do, to this. do this. And I did a little bit of research on my um, computer and I was like, this personal shopping thing's actually a thing in London and in, you know, New York. And Dubai was selling itself on being, you know, the next shopping yep. destination. Mm-hmm. And Mall of the Eminence hadn't opened quite when I had the idea okay. so that and then you think look at where we are well, now well, with the shopping yeah. and stuff so so yeah left um well decided I was going to do it I mean I suppose that's the thing at 24 you're young naive and you're just like I just always thought what's the worst well, that can happen nothing's impossible when you're 24 right totally especially um, in Dubai at that mm, time you know like it was, mm, the, it was a time yeah, when you really started to beam and things are happening anything it. is possible and I remember um, I, I took a, at the time to get a trade licence because it was a bit more challenging than it mm. is now for yeah. the business setup yeah. and everything and I remember I needed 100,000 dirhams in my bank account to get oh yeah you did yeah, yeah, yeah. to get your 100% holding of the company that yeah. you had and you could take the money straight out it just had to be there at the time of lo- lodging, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, I was cabin crew. It was like earning 5,000 euros a month. Like, I didn't have any savings. So I remember I went to the bank and at the time you could actually ask for a car loan and they didn't ask where was the car. Ah, uh, they so, don't do that anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. Um, so I went to the bank and I said, you know, would you be able to give me a car loan for 100,000 euros? And he was like, yeah, yeah I think check. we can do that. And then he said to me, well, what kind of car do you buy? I'm like, that's quite a lot of money. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I, I had zero idea what an expensive car would cost. And I was like, I'm buying a Porsche. <laughs> and he said to me, you've got really good taste. And I was like, if only you knew. That was the start of my payment plan for three years before I could, uh, I paid a bit of it back. And yeah, and that was how I started. To get the business moving. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. when you started up, it was all about personal shopping. Yeah, so it was all personal shopping. Initially, it was looking at hotels because that's, you know, I'd come from the travel and tourism industry. So that's where I thought there would be the gap. Mm. But wow, trying to educate um, the hotel industry on what personal shopping was. Like I was too early. Yeah. And I remember one hotel, which will remain nameless, actually called me and said, after I'd been in, done my pitch, my presentation about the personal shopping, then called me up and said, so we just want to be clear, you're an escort agency. And I was like, excuse me, where, where did <laughs> how I did that come from? Yeah, where did I get that wrong? How did you connect those two? Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, hmm. I, I, got- I put clothes on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't take them off. <laughs> But I got a lot of press coverage when I first started. Someone had told me, write a press release. And I was like, what's a press release? And I remember Googling that. Google's been a great help to me in in business over the years. And um, I basically contacted a ton of magazines and sent this article that I'd written or yeah, a press release about launching a business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting. They say you can only join the dots when you look back. Yeah. 
And all of this is now the foundation of personal mm. brand building because yeah. that is ultimately what I started mm. doing 20 years ago, making a focused effort on it. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of press coverage and I get this phone call from this woman. So it was maybe my second article that had been in Ahlan. And um, uh, she'd said, you know, I'm just wondering, I saw you talking about personal shopping. Would you come and help me in my wardrobe and help me clear out my closet? And I was like, this sounds amazing. And I was like, and I'm going to get paid for it because that just hadn't entered. I didn't yeah. know that that was a thing then. And it kind of wasn't, but it became a thing. It's like yeah. you mentioned you were kind of like ahead of the curve. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, okay. So it's maybe I'm looking at it in the wrong angle. People in Dubai visiting maybe don't need a personal shopper, yeah. but people living here do. And that's where I started to see the gap. Ah. So it was in, in, in those days, in Dubai is, but dressing in Dubai 20 mm. years ago, 15 years ago, was super dressy. Yeah. Like I remember you would wear to brunch what you would wear to a you wedding. Go get, you, yeah. go, you go get your hair washed, blow dry, manicure, pedicure. Spray tan for every occasion. you even <laughs> went out. To, you, you'd already spent before you got, got to brunch. It would brunch always look like, like a day at the end. races. It, it, yeah. Like literally. literally it yeah. was because there was nothing else to do. True. It's such a social event. Yeah, and I think so many people have the misconception as I did when I first came, you know, well, you can only wear a linen, you know, mm. because it's so hot. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people struggle. So a huge part of my clientele when I first started were mums who'd post-birth not sure of their style identity, mm. didn't know what fitted them, what worked for them. And that was kind of the, the start of the personal styling journey. And then I really realised that personal styling and personal shopping and, and styling for photo shoots were quite different. Yeah. And that's where we met quite because early on. some photo shoots, yeah. Yeah, we did. And pieces, yeah. And I, I think I tried the styling for editorial, yeah. but it wasn't my bag. Like, I love people. Mm. I really love people. And I found it hard being on someone else's agenda you know yeah. so doing... you, you you prefer the more authentic it's like the, I'm, I would let your personality come through not a an ad special a, a structured one go yeah. and find me or Cheetos I remember yeah. doing that Cheetos DBCs yeah and, yes it was and I remember having to go and find three different coloured t-shirts to match the colour of the Cheetos bags oh, and there was wow. a blue one there was like a red one and there was like an orange one and I was you like, question your life at that point I did yeah. and I was like <laughs> paying the bills what, what am I doing like this is not creative I'm che sitting on it's set like che Cheetos I'm working for a bag of chips yeah <laughs> so I quickly realised that the kind of it was um, people that I loved. I loved supporting them with their, their image and the well, power is, that has. This is kind of where I want to get to because like shopping's very personal and yeah. style is very personal. Yeah. Like I'm going through a little thing myself as you just mentioned at the beginning like where I'm kind of like shopping every weekend now and usually I'd be dressed in black. Like yeah. it would be like the same black t-shirt, the same black pants and there's no thought behind it. Yeah. But now it's about trying to have like a different image and feeling good. Shopping makes you feel, not shopping necessarily, sorry, but wearing nice clothes and presenting yeah, an image absolutely. makes you feel incredibly good and powerful. Yeah, confident. Confident, And then yeah. with confidence, you know, you can take over the world. You know, I've done some, you know, helped some incredible people I remember one of my clients said to me, um, can you help my daughter? She said, I know this sounds really weird. She's only six. And she gave me the backstory and she said, you know, she's feel like she's getting a bit bullied at school. Um, she had cleft palate surgery when she was a baby and it was a minor scar, but you know, your kids can self be self-conscious. Really and cool. she said, I feel yeah. like I just keep buying her the same thing. So how about I pay you to take her to buy different things? I guess like a big sister or mm. an auntie thing. And then can you book a photo shoot? And then we go and do a photo shoot with all the clothes. So she feels really special. Like that's the kind of stuff I yeah. really love doing mm. where, you know, the smile on her it face. And how, did, how did that make her feel? It's just like seeing her just light light up the room like the mum was in tears she's like I've, you know I've never seen her so happy and the things you've picked I never would have picked yeah you know so that 
that kind of journey. I remember a woman and she was really emotional and she's like, I'm going to my um, daughter's baby shower, but my ex-husband is going to be there and I just want to wear something that the relationship, you know, it's over. It was, it was but done. she wanted but to feel good. hundred percent. And then it's like, can you help me find an outfit that makes me feel so confident and powerful? And yeah, so from, from that to helping entrepreneurs pitch, you know, to get their business deals and feeling great in their clothes and, you know, towards the end was working with clients, royalty, um, I remember working with one uh, royal member and they'd lost a significant amount of weight, significant. And it's just like, nothing fits me. I don't know what my identity is. I don't know where to start. And it's just part of that gradual process. So, yeah. Because you mentioned as well, you moved into that world of like personal brand. <clears throat> How does that differ from the personal styling? So what I started to realise was, so I think the fundamental piece was when I had a personal, when I really realised I had a personal brand was I actually got a phone call from Harvey Nichols. So I was three years in in business and Harvey Nichols said, would you come and do um, host an event for us after our big fashion show? You know, their fashion shows used to be massive. Mega, they used to be amazing. And I they remember. were like, can you come and do the one where, I think they were finding that the shows were so beautiful beautifully produced the clothes were amazing but how do you wear them on a on a normal person yeah. so they said would you come in and take some of those pieces and 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 create it into sort of a wear that wear now type pieces I was like yeah 100% this is really what I love doing um so I remember the marketing team called me and said can you send me over your collaterals your logo and your picture and did all of that and then they came back to me and said I'm afraid we can't use it and I was like oh why, you know, is it like, is it not designer enough or whatever? And they were like, oh no, we can't be seen to be promoting another business. We can only work with people. You're like, but I am a person. Yeah, but I had sent all my stuff for my business. So I sent Stanley Divine, I'd sent all of the the business stuff. And that's when I thought there's other things that aren't fitting. You know, Kelly's a speaker, Kelly's got a book that doesn't fit under the styling agency. And they'd said to me, can you send over your own logo? And I was like, yes. (laughs) designer yeah. I need a logo now. <laughs> and that was it so that was back in 2009 bought my first domain name and um and that's when I realized that people were interested in people and yeah. it was kind of around Instagram 2010 11 12 that people were much more interested in the personal side than they were the business yeah and then it was what are all the things that actually build a business it's not necessarily the business it's the person, the person. Yeah. that you builds the business personality the image person. the relationship and people forget this all the time they yeah. hide behind their business or they think because maybe they're an employee that they don't have a personal brand and it's like no actually you do everyone has a personal brand it's just they don't they don't maximize it to mm. the best of their capabilities So I looked back at this journey and was like, okay, I can actually see seven clear pillars that have transpired into what is now my formula, my um, system. And that's what I do with clients. And my goal was to always sell the styling business. So I sold the styling agency after um, 15 years. And then the past four years have been doing brand new creators. But it's so interesting when I do an event. I'm like, how did you find me? Oh, through you. So as much as I have the business, yeah. yeah. It's like I nearly invoice through my business, mm. but everything else is done through personal brand. Yeah, mm. so you, your so, name, your image, your persona. And I love it. Like, honestly, it's just that next level. of And style's one of those pillars. Yeah, I was so, going to say, what are the seven pillars? So you've got strategy. Where yeah. do you want to get to? Where are you now? The audit piece, the beginning. Stationary, they all begin with essays, so it's, it's fairly easy. So I say stationary would be all your collaterals. So not necessarily just pens, but anything that you put your name out on, email signature, website, mm. your photography, that's yeah. all your collateral. Um, social media, um, what platforms are you on to be positioning you as a thought leader or as an expert? And don't need to get caught up on all of them. Mm. Let's just focus on a primary and a secondary platform. 
spotlight. So how can you get the spotlight on you? So very back to that story that I'd said that that was what got me my first clients were reading me in an article. Yeah. And then you've got speaking, which I genuinely believe is the fastest way to mm. grow your business as a thought leader, as um, credibility, because you're then on a stage and you're perceived in other mm. people's eyes yeah, as the sure. expert. But you're also speaking one to many rather than one to one. So yeah. it's more people finding out about you. Style is in there. So the style pieces, you know, if you don't have photographs, you don't feel good in the clothes, then how can we design you a website? How can we create your social media strategy if you don't have something that you feel good in? Mm. And then stand out is the final piece, which is how, what are the small things, which I like to call deceiving the lemon, which can be a whole other podcast. But um, it's the tiny things that make the biggest difference, like deceiving the lemon. Yeah. So what are you doing as part of your personal brand that deceives the lemon to make you stand out and From someone come else. to you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Incredible. Yeah, so that's Very the powerful. seven pillars. And it's so lovely. Like I sat in a flight yesterday, I had one of those days where I'm like, I'm so happy. Yeah. I am so, so happy. I've got the most incredible clients. You know, I just, I love Dubai. You know, I think a reflection, you know, I'm 20 years here. I'm so happy. And the, the piece of that was with the clients was going, they're, I'm helping one person, but they're, whatever they're doing, they've we'll got help a, others. Yeah, and, and a much bigger reach and I'm speaking to incredible people that just need some fine tuning so that yeah. they can help even more people and that makes me feel so happy. And what type of clients do you have, like CEOs, pitch, yeah, it's like, pitching for your services? Yeah, it? well, it's, it's all a mix. So a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. so a lot of entrepreneurs that have hidden behind their sort of business for a while or maybe just haven't had a clear strategy going mm -hmm. forward. So that's one piece. Um, I've spoken to, I've got people that have done great things, but it's just not all in one place. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's another, because you've got people that have not really worked on a personal brand, so you're sort of starting from scratch, but then you've got people who've got content, but just haven't organized yeah. it. And it's like, so how do we formulate this so that it, you, you can make your journalist, journalist lives easier and they can yeah. find you? I met an incredible woman um, yesterday in the States and I always love asking people, how did you find me? Mm. And she's like, oh, I watched all your videos on YouTube. And I'm like, great. So someone does actually does watch them. <laughs> not and, just your mom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, but that must be incre an incredible feeling that someone on the other side of the world has watched your videos is now contacting you. Yeah. And then we had a call and, you know, she works for a really big, um, really big company um, and she's doing so incredibly well in her community, supporting women. So much so she won an award that she went and rung the bell at the stock exchanges you know and it's just all these wow. things and I'm like right I'm excited to to support um you know someone who's going to go and help so many other people yeah. I've got a, another um lady that just signed with me we had our first session this week she's just got back from the Antarctica and um she's a conservation scientist she was actually part of um the earth hour movement which I didn't realize started in Sydney no way. And is started to become what it is now. And, and Dubai is very big on Earth Hour. Yeah. Yeah, we, so it was the day of the World Cup. Yes, it always racing. is. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Always. Um, so, you know, people that are doing amazing things and then those that are starting out, that yeah. are finding um, independence for their family and earning it, like all of that. It's just, it's incredible. It must feel incredibly empowering and positive it, being able to contribute and help people like that. Yeah, it is. But it's quite interesting because I've noticed it slightly different. So styling, when you took someone out and you styled, you kind of got this, I don't know what you would call it, like instant gratification. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd go out. with like a dopamine type of hit. Yeah, actually yeah. that would be it. And you'd go shop for half a day and they are so happy and you would. And you, I'm, see, you see it right away. And I'm buzzing. But and, personal branding, you watch it grow. Yeah. And that's the and thing that I found hard. it giving back. Yeah. If you see it's like a long-term savings mm. account. Okay. What do you prefer 
Well, I like that I still have the element of the styling piece in with in clients. Yeah. So it's still in there. So quite a lot of my clients, if they're here or even if they're online, I'll take them shopping or I'll find clothes for them and they can deliver it and then they can send me pictures and we'll organise it that way. Have you always wanted to help people? Um, I think so. I mean, mm. my first kind of job was in a hair salon, mm. talking to people and washing hair and all of that. So I think... I just love people. Yeah, I was going to say, because all of your career choices up until this point have always been around people or customer-facing yeah. Yeah. industries. And, and helping them. So, yeah, I guess mm. that's... The, and what's the vehicle to get there? And right now, that vehicle is personal branding because I feel that that's all the things yeah. that I've used to actually get there. So. And it's so important now, especially in the day of social media, and, like, everything on everybody Everyone's got everywhere. a personal brand now. Yeah. Everybody has a personal brand. Yeah. yeah. It's just that people are not maximising it to mm. the best of their capabilities. Like, one of my little... Um, I see success stories and I love talking about her is Barbara. So Barbara got got made redundant and she was my client at the time and we were actually working on um, a a side business that she was working on but she said no my priority is I really need to to get a job and she was like I keep getting loads of rejection letters and I was like no there's something in this so Mm. I really sat and thought about her personal brand strategy in a different direction for how do we make her stand out final pillar but using a strategy going forward incorporating social media so I suggested to her that she buy HireBarbara.com, um, which she went and did. And, and the clients that I work with are all action The takers. ones that listen to yeah. you. Totally. Yeah. So she went away, did it. And I, I knew she could design a website because I'd seen her website that she designed for her business. So she did all that. I said, put your CV up there, you know, so everyone can find it and make it easy. Yep. And I said, create a video to accompany it and we'll post it out on social media. But be really honest and say, you know, I'm getting rejection letters. She was in quite a specific niche. um, So, and it, and it was tough. You know, the environment in the job market is yeah. tough. Anyway, we... Um, we put it, she put it out there um, on Instagram and it maybe got like 500 views, maybe a thousand. And um, the next day was planned for LinkedIn. How many views do you think she got? I have no idea, but looking at your face, probably quite a lot. Oh, I guess. Over 10,000? Yeah. Any other? Higher or lower? Higher. 50. 50,000. 100. You're way off. Way off. A million. A million? Way off. What? 4.2 million views. 4.2. So when you have a really clear strategy for your personal brand, you got over 60, I want to say, um, job opportunities. So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, here's 60 offers, but, you know, opportunities to speak to people, conversations. Yeah. Well, she just she just posted it on her LinkedIn page and people just kept viewing it. It was real. It was honest. Authentic. 100%. Yeah. And, genuine. And she spent like weeks replying to every single person again so where's Barbara now yeah what job did she get she got a job and she's so happy like and I see her posts uh, now and again and she uh, she's always funny she says I always know when you've told my story because she says I get new Instagram followers it's like (laughs) look around today hopefully we're gonna look at it right (laughs) now yeah 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 so I'd spoken to her and I said you know do you mind if I share this and she's like absolutely and I said I want it to be in in my book and she was like no I'm I'm really happy with that so and she's inspiring so many other people Mm. through that and that's the whole thing about yeah. what you love doing but she executed it and that's what I love that's a beautiful story yeah so what's next for Kelly what's next so the book's next yep. um, so I'm working on that um, so the end of this year yeah, and um, the book's about personal branding. Yeah, so the working title is DC the Lemon: mm-hmm. okay. How to Elevate Your Personal Brand One Pip at a Time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're working for, and that kind of piece fits nicely into corporate. You know, what are you doing to stand out? And yeah. thinking about the the sort of corporate workshops, which is working with a hotel the other day. Um, get married. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so they're kind of my biggest things at the moment. Big life changes. Yeah. Or not life change, but evolutions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and just, you know, continue what I'm on. I really kind of, I think, you know, you've been on that journey as well. Yeah. Found a massive love of fitness. Oh. And um, it really has become such a part of my identity. And I love working out. It's game changing. It totally is. really is. It makes you look at things completely differently. Yeah. Um, Tash sent me, you know, Tash Hathrell yeah. sent me a lovely message the other day. Um, I'm obsessed with rebounding. Like, I love doing steps on the rebounder, you know, like the mini trampolines. Okay. Yeah. I'm always talking about it. Like, I really should have shares in it. And um, and she said to me the other day, she was like, oh, your article on rebounding was the most read article that we had. You no, know, but I'm like, well, if someone's read that and that has an impact on their life, that it means that they are getting their step mm. count in. Of course, you know, you're benefiting people all the time. It makes me so happy. Yeah. So I think, you know, to keep building on that, educating myself, mm. you know, I never thought I would be that person that gets up at 5 a.m. I've always been a morning bird, but no, quarter to five, I'm up. That's what time you are now, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're normally 5.36 now. Yeah, and it's just get up, go to the gym. Like, I don't even question it. Yeah. And and that's where I think the daytime, doing daytime activities is... <laughs> that's, is why, that's why <laughs> bedtime is nine. Yeah, yeah it totally is. It totally is. It's like, if it's 9.30, that's, that's a late night. Yeah. Mar- Marla wakes me up at 6 a.m. I've got a little chihuahua. 6 a.m. Wow. There is there like is no sleeping. Oh, yeah. But that's something that is nice. It's the best thing The ever. relationship, though, is we're both on the same cadence cycle. Yeah. And I think that is a game changer in a relationship yeah. because if you have got someone sure people work shifts and no but if you've got that. an early riser and a late late and that, owl it yeah. just when do you actually see yeah you and it doesn't work not compatible no 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 i tried it for yeah. a few number of years <laughs> we'll leave that one there <laughs> kelly thank you so much for joining us it was My a really pleasure. great discussion i'm so glad to see you doing so well waiting for be the, so book. Positive. Oh, yeah, the book thank you so much and wishing you every success podcasting is one of the best things that i love doing and it's, it's nice, great for your it? personal brand but just connecting really to good. people so. for sure we, it's like we it's, just love talking to our, people don't we yeah for sure we're going back to what you're saying talking to people <laughs> yeah. and just sharing stories yeah. it's really really good and inspiring like we, look, we look forward to our Fridays. Well, Friday recording days, <laughs> nice, not Tuesday. I know, because the podcast goes out on a Tuesday, we record on a Friday, so we people get confused when we talk about Friday. Um, but no, it's the best day of the week yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, it's where I get the most gratification yeah. from having these conversations. We, we need that in our, yeah. in our jobs, to have mm. those moments where you get that instant of kind of dopamine where you yeah. think I'm boost. feeling good. But cool. thank you for inviting me Thanks. on. Thanks. Thanks for and we'll, we'll come on yours one day. Yes, I'd love to. Tell me when. I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for listening to Rooted Within. If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.